Hello and welcome to From No Crypto to No Crypto. This is Blockchain Wayne with another cryptocurrency podcast. Today's episode brought to us by Coincierge Club, mobile private key wallet and point of sale solution, helping to make cryptocurrency fast, easy, and secure while making the process simple. All right. Also, today's episode is brought to us by the Cryptocurrent Conference being held in New Orleans, March 15th. Uh, tickets are available at www.crypto-currentconf.co. Use discount code WayneM to save some money. All right, let's jump right into it. So today I want to talk about a topic that has really been on my mind, and I've seen a few articles recently about this, but there's a broad range of people in the crypto space that are, you've got anywhere from your Bitcoin maximalist, crypto maximalist, to those that are just getting in the game, to people that are clueless on crypto. So what today's episode is about is just kind of really trying to show you that there's a little bit of everything for everybody in cryptocurrency. And this space is too new, too evolving too much for anybody to focus on competition. This crypto better than that crypto. My, you know, my coin's better than your coin. I've seen all of it. And then why, where it comes to wallets and just everything. So that's kind of why I want to kind of summarize some of the things I've talked about in the past and just realize that you know, if you understand crypto, we have a obligation, an obligation to make sure that when people that don't know as much as you do ask questions, that we're opening, we're welcoming, we're understanding, and we have some patience with them because that was us at one time. I was that annoying newbie a few years ago that was just bugging anybody I could to try to get some information. And it's kind of it's kind of daunting. It's a daunting process. I mean, you think about just the fact of sending somebody. Bitcoin from one wallet address to another, it can be kind of uh, overwhelming and cause some anxiety for people. I mean, you've got people that, uh, you know, will panic over making sure they've got that that send address right. Not only got the address right, but they're sending it to the right wallet, right? Has anybody ever sent, say, Bitcoin to an Ethereum wallet or vice versa? I mean, it's lost, right? It's lost forever, you know? I uh, In early 2017, I was participating in the ICO and they wanted Ethereum. And I sent Ethereum Classic to them. And guess what? I mean, I know there was a way to recover it, but it was, you know, it was gone, right? It was a mistake I made. I didn't pay attention to the wallet I was sending. So that's pretty much, uh, you know, was kind of my thing. So let's start with wallets, right? So when you talk about wallets, there's a whole broad range of wallets. People ask me, what kind of wallet should I use? And your crypto maximalists will say, only use a private key wallet, cold storage, hold your own private keys. Yes, you know, while that is the best option uh, for security, that that's not what everybody's going to do. And then, and then I also see people where you know there, there's recently an, a hack on the Cryptopia exchange. I'll be honest, I was trading a couple of cryptos on there that were only available on Cryptopia, and now my account's frozen, right? But when someone in a Facebook group asks uh, what an update on on Cryptopia, and you know, I wasn't real fond of the exchange, but I only used it. I only had a few bucks in there, but it's something that I use. But somebody ask about it and people start blasting the person never leave your crypto on an exchange keep it off the exchange and you guys that's that's just going to run people off you know leave a bad taste in their mouth because you you know right now until decentralized exchanges emerge and and become more widely used you got to use exchanges if you want to trade crypto right so don't blast someone for using an exchange and the same thing with wallets people talk about wallets right so let's talk about coinbase is the biggest one we had this conversation uh, yesterday with someone where, you know, when you have people that are heavy in the crypto, blast people for using Coinbase or recommending Coinbase. 
Coinbase is a centralized exchange. Now it's a multi-billion dollar exchange. It's a big exchange. Um, there's there's some quote unquote protections, I guess you could say, because of the fact that uh, it's in the U.S. It has been, you know, it, it's very publicly known, and it seems to be doing a lot of uh, the right things. But it's still a, a centralized exchange to where if that exchange failed, went bankrupt went out of business, disappeared. If you have crypto on there, you can't get it back because you don't hold the private keys, right? They do. So, but there's a time and place for that. It's an entry point for many new people and it is an option, right? And, and better options are going to emerge and are emerging. But right now it's one that people know, uh, most people trust, and they're using that to get in the co- in, into crypto. So if you're heavy into crypto and someone says, yeah, hey, I got some Bitcoin on, on a Coinbase, don't blast them for doing that just kind of you can you can educate them on hey that's great i'm glad you got some skin in the game um but here's where you want to move some stuff as it accumulates right and i've used this analogy in wallets in the past but you know if you have 10 bucks and i'm saying ten dollars not in bitcoin just hypothetical ten dollar bill uh you'd be okay keeping that in your front pocket of your pants right why because it's 10 bucks you feel comfortable with that is that the safest place for it? No, but you're cool with it, right? Now say that that ten bucks, and now it's a hundred dollar bill, right? You may not keep that in your front pocket because I mean you could be pulling your phone out your pocket and accidentally pull that out, and it may fall out. But you're gonna put that hundred dollar bill in the wallet, maybe in wallet or purse, right, in your back pocket, or, or if you're a lady in your purse, and that's where you're gonna keep that hundred dollar bill. Now say it's ten thousand dollars in cash, right? Are you gonna keep that in your wallet? No, absolutely not. Because that's not the safest place for it. You only need on you what you're going to spend. Hence why the wallet in your front pocket has their use case. But that's where you would take that $10,000 and put it in a safe, right? Put it in a safe at home. Put it in a secure place in a vault. That way you know it's secure. And crypto is no different, right? Your Coinbase, your, um, you, you know, your wallets, you know, where you may not hold the private keys, that's kind of like for your either your small amounts or your accumulation. Now, if you're spending more than a couple hundred bucks, there are much better ways to get money into crypto with less fees. And, and you know, we can educate on that. But Coinbase and some of the others, those are just a an entry point. So that's kind of like your $10 bill in your front pocket, right? You get a few hundred dollars. Maybe you want to store them on a mobile uh, mobile wallet, you know, maybe it's a trust wallet or Coinbase does have a wallet where you hold your private keys. It's a separate app. Uh, on your phone and there's some other wallets waves wallets coin Sierra club has a wallet uh, so there's other wallets where you can you hold the private keys but are on a mobile device so if you you are out traveling and say i'm in las vegas and i want to buy some beer at a bar i can use coin Sierra club to do that right i can open up my wallet on my phone i can pay the bartender and it's done right so that's a use case um, and then I can have, say, a ledger or, a, you know, a, a private, key, you know, a cold storage wallet at home, which is where the big money is kept and stored and locked away. And I protect my private keys. I've got them written in multiple places, but I also have a safe ledger. If you're not familiar with safe ledger, uh, go back to the interview I did a while back with Philip Mealy. Uh He is the creator of safe ledger, and that is something that helps protect your private keys. Uh, for all those different devices, whether it's your cold storage devices or your mobile phone key wallets. It's kind of like a, um, a cold storage password manager, I guess you could say. So that's it, right? When it comes to that, um, you know, so people are asking questions about crypto. So a lot of, a lot of the reason I want to bring this up is because a lot of people I see on, on forums or on, on social media, on Facebook groups, they'll ask about this wallet or this coin or whatever, and people just blast them. People can be so 
rude and don't be that person. That's all I'm saying. Be the one that helps the new person to understand what they're doing. Make it not as daunting because if you scare people away and they're like, screw this, it's too hard. I can't do this. Um, don't even want to get involved. Then, you know, we're going to drive people away and we need more people to embrace, adopt and start using crypto. I mean, let's face it. ETFs I've talked about in the past. ETFs are good. These big institutional uh, organizations like Fidelity and ICE, uh, you know, the Internet, Intercontinental Exchange that owns the New York Stock Exchange, getting involved in crypto. All those are good things for crypto. But the biggest thing that's going to move us forward and get us where everybody wants to be when it comes to uh, mass adoption, everybody using it, um, seeing the values get where we, the exchange values getting where we want them to be is use case right people have to be able to use crypto and in some cases people need to be able to use crypto without even realizing they're using cryptocurrency in some cases if that makes any sense right to where they go they pay they open their phone they pay and they don't even realize that they're paying with crypto because it's so easy and seamless and that's where we're going when you think about when the internet uh first came out it was pretty clunky right well let's say internet let's say computers let's go back to computers Computers were clunky, right? You had the big black black screen, blue screen, green screen, whatever you want to call it. And you had to enter, enter code, enter, enter commands to make the computer do what you want to do. And then what happened? Windows, right? Windows came out, right? And you got Windows. Uh, did that eliminate all of that other, all those commands? No, it's just happening in the background. And you don't really care how it works. You just know that it works because you're utilizing it to use your computer every day. That is kind of where we need to be with crypto. And there are some projects that are really working on that. So be understanding. The other thing, you know, there's people, you know, in fact, next week, I'm actually hosting a debate. Uh, you'll be seeing this ep that episode posted around the 4th or the 5th of March, uh, where I've got two people both heavily into crypto and into crypto projects, you know, CEOs of companies that are going to debate the need for privacy coins. One has an extreme you know, not extreme, a complete opposite view of uh, use case and need for privacy coins as compared to the other. And, and that's where we're going to have a friendly debate on here. You know, those guys are both friends, actually, but uh, they, they have different opinions on that. So we're going to pull it up. We're going to have them debate. And then you can see, you know, there's really, guess there's a use case for everything, all kinds of cryptos, you know, um, you know, call it what you want. A lot of people uh, hate on XRP. You know, Ripple, just because of what it is, what it stands for, it's working with the banks. And we know, like, if you've looked into anything, you know that banks are a big part of the problem in today's economy. But there's a use case for it still, right? As much as you hate it, as much as some crypto extremists will not like it, uh, there's a use case for it. There's a use case now of the thousands of cryptos out there. Is there a use case for everything? Absolutely not. Some of them were just created for a token, right? And just created to make money. And that, that's all it is. But there's some projects out there to solve real world problems. And some of them are going to have easy user interfaces. Like imagine an app similar to Venmo where you can send money to someone, send crypto to someone by just having their phone number, not even having their wallet address. Right. Uh, you know, and that's that's kind of that's already in the, that's already happening. They, they've already got that. But if the crypto extremist blast anybody new for using that app like why would you use that uh that doesn't hold your private keys yeah but there, there's a time and a place it's getting more use more people are getting into crypto it's lowering the barriers of entry and that's what we want so whether it's your different type of cryptos different exchanges to use you know and, and this problem is not just with with uh social media 
Uh, it's not just in crypto Facebook groups or, or other communities like that where people are blasting other people for doing this and doing that. I mean, it is, it's all over social media. And let's face it, people can't have a debate anymore. And that's why I want to bring those two guys on next week because you can't have a debate anymore with anybody, whether it's politics, whether it's um, religious beliefs or anything, because one side always gets offended and or one person gets blasted for intolerance when actually the other person is being intolerant of their views, right? So there's there's a whole lot of that, and I'm not going to get into human psychology right now, but you know when someone let, let's just get back to crypto. When people are asking about crypto, or they say, "Hey, I've got a Coinbase account. Is that good?" You know, praise them. Hey, yeah, that's great. You you've got you know you've got you got some skin in the game. Now let me show you. Uh, as you start to accumulate how you want to move your move your crypto around to make sure it's safe, secure, and it's got the best um, functionality for you. Cold storage is great, right? If you got it at home and you got a lot on it, but if you're on the go and, and more places start accepting crypto and you want to be able to pay with that crypto, then you're going to need it on a mobile wallet, right? You're going to have to say, okay, what's the best mobile wallet? What's the easiest to use? Because if you got a mobile wallet, that's the most secure, but the average person can't figure it out. Adoption is not going to happen. So that is really what you want to focus on when you're talking to people. Praise them, right? It's no different than when your kid, you know, your kid comes home and he's got a B on a test and he or she's got a B on a test. And, you know, are you going to praise them for that B? Are you going to ask them why they didn't get an A? Right. Right. It seems kind of silly, but that's exactly what's happening when people are trying to learn about crypto and they ask questions that people that have been around a while see it as silly or you should know this. We gotta understand, you know, there's new people learning about this technology every day, and we've got to be more accepting, uh, more open to those people. All right? You're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna blast your kid for for not getting an A. You want to celebrate that B. Now, at the same time, that's great. And and in another conversation, or or in the same conversation, you may hey look at what they did wrong. So that's great. Let's let's see what we can do to get you to an A next. Let's move that goal up. And it's no different than here. Hey, you got Coinbase. That's great. Now, let me show you how to really protect yourself in crypto. Uh, and these are some things to do. This, 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 and this, right? So, um, you know, if you really want to read some more about, um, you know, about what we need to do as a crypto community to move this space forward, there's a really good article I shared on the Facebook page from No Crypto to No Crypto. Uh, it was several days ago. It was an article on Medium.com written by Joe Blackburn. And I, I believe the title the top of my head was like the cryptoverse belongs to all of us or something like that but make sure you check that article out it's very well written very thought out joe's working on a great project to help build the crypto community that's going to be coming out very soon and we'll be getting him back on here for another interview just to kind of talk some more about that last time i interviewed him uh you know we talked more in general because he couldn't didn't really talk too much about the project because it was in the works and didn't want to spill too many beans so that's something that's going to be coming uh probably next week or the week after as well. Uh, and, and that's, you know, and, and just kind of just every day, do something, do something to learn about crypto and to introduce somebody to crypto, right? If, if, uh, you know, if you're in a store, ask, you know, ask the, the owner or the person on account if they, if they, if they accept Bitcoin, right? And if they don't, if they ask, what's that, you get a chance to really explain yourself and tell them what it is. But also at the same time, you got to learn every day. You know, I spend a good 15 to 30 minutes every day, just, uh, being intentional about, you know, finding information about crypto, reading up, trying to learn something new in the crypto space every day. And that's what's going to move us forward. So, um, 
you know, that's really it. Guys, I want to thank everybody for listening to this episode, and we will catch you on the next episode.